It's Vancouver's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. I'm Angela Fay, hub builder and co-host of British Columbia's podcasts, part of the Canada's Podcast Network, your source for great insights from entrepreneurs from across Canada. We talk to entrepreneurs who are making it happen here so you can listen, discover, and engage. Today, I'm super excited to introduce you to Annie. She is the co-founder and CEO of Startup League, which is an educational gaming platform for students to learn creative problem solving through competition and play. She's a serial entrepreneur and uh, who scaled global ed tech companies into more than 30 cities across 12 countries in under three years with clients like Adobe and Stanford. So this is her first startup, in, or her first startup was in 2016, and uh, she went back to her original investors. She's very well connected in the tech scene in British Columbia here, and also the proud recipient of the Women Tech Founders Award for Gaming, AR, and VR, plus BC Businesses 30 Under 30. Welcome, Annie. Thank you so much, Angie. <laughs> I'm really honored to, to be having this conversation with you. Awesome. Well, and uh, I'm excited about the whole idea of um, providing a gaming platform for children to learn creatively. So just share a little bit about your entrepreneurial story and how you got here. Yeah, I guess it all begins um, like every other cliche startup founder story. I left law school in late 2011, uh, started my first business sort of out of necessity. I was just learning about uh, how to be a more healthy, fit version of myself and just became obsessed with sports nutrition. Uh, my significant uh, other at the time uh, was also very well versed in the industry. And so we decided that we were going to solve this problem of not having a retail space where we could comfortably go into and learn about these products as well as mm. for an affordable price. Uh, that was the first business. Uh, and uh, we were lucky enough in 2012 to have grown that business into uh, what would be a 30-store franchise across British Columbia. So yeah, it was wow, a mom wow. shop that uh, resold. Exploded. <laughs> yeah, well, for whatever reason, um, I like to say that it was a really great timing because uh, Instagram was sort of this up-and-coming platform for lots of businesses to leverage, and we. I mean, I don't want to take the credit, but like we were one of the first really to understand influencer marketing and leverage that to, to find success in a business that would otherwise uh, be really challenging. And that was, that was it. Like once I got to try and experience entrepreneurship, I was hooked and wanted for the rest of my life to continue doing this, but more so teaching this. So empowering other people uh, with the education to be successful entrepreneurs. Because of course, like in that three year span from 2012 to 2015, uh, 30 stores uh, led to, and it was a function of a lot of mistakes too. And mistakes are always part of the entrepreneurial journey, whether we like it or not. Let's dig into Startup League itself specifically. What is it and who, who's your ideal audience? Who's, who's the user? Yeah, so Startup League is an educational gaming platform. I know it sounds kind of counterintuitive because <laughs> gaming is a completely different uh, thought bubble. Uh, 
it's a completely different category than education. And when we think of like, you know, educational gaming, it doesn't sound very exciting or thrilling. <laughs> um, but what we've done is effectively created this library of games for high school students um, to practice and to uh, compete on uh, creative problem solving skills that stem from our work with design thinking. And uh, hmm. some of those games reward the students for things like, uh, for developing skills like curiosity and empathy, which we sort of forget are the pillars of critical thinking and uh, effectively the pillars of innovation. What problems are those students solving? So when they go in, do they have their own avatar? And do you, is this something that would be independently run, or are you working with school systems, school boards? Who who's your who are your collaboration partners? Yeah, absolutely. Those are all great questions. Um, it's funny we just created avatars for the team. We have all okay. like we have. There's six of us, and everyone has a unique avatar that looks sort of like them. And it's <laughs> the most fun having group conversations on Slack with those avatars. <laughs> um, but okay, so this sort of began in 2018 as uh, as an a game as a single game. Uh, we okay the first game which was called queue up um, and it looks at the learning experience uh, similarly uh, to uh, developing a skill like athleticism uh, so in basketball there's one thing that you do every day and that is dribble a ball um, and you have one goal and that's to get that ball into a hoop um, you do drills you practice and you exercise in order to become better at being an effective and a powerful basketball player. And I think that um, more often than not, um, we are not practicing those basic fundamental skills in other mm -hmm. things of life that are so important, like critical thinking and creative problem solving. So uh, our approach was really inspired by that entire thesis. And so the game that we developed, QOP, is a daily exercise that students uh, can work okay. to develop their curiosity and empathy simply by answering two questions. Um, okay. Every student is shown a unique problem statement each day. Uh, that problem statement can be something silly uh, and made up like Justin Bieber's in jail, or it can be something really serious and matter of fact related to the world around us, like uh, the temperature is rising or global climate is real. And uh, the students have to answer the questions, who cares about that problem and why do they care? I gotta ask the question with you know the emergence of so many apps and so many tech platforms. Um, I'll pick on just the tech ed space, but what's your value proposition? What sets you apart from I don't know how many competitors you have in Canada, but certainly it's a global issue, global field of competitors. What's what's your what makes you unique? Yeah, so I would say this, this sort of touches back into your, your previous question too, is um, the game that we built uh, was tested and proved to be incredibly popular with uh, students. <laughs> um, but the reality is uh, this can't be sustainable and the engagement is very fickle because it becomes a, a solely like a solely education or what we call like a hip-based business if we are just producing games for students. Um, and in our time launching the game, we learned that the person who we really want to be supporting 
through this journey um, in terms of empowering with the skills and the tools to teach creative problem solving is the educator. So the last six months I've been working to build a platform which looks a lot like a library for uh, educators to access and uh, be able to host their own local games that are rewarding these students with um, the ability, or yeah, rewarding students for developing these skills. And uh, the value proposition is in that, I feel like teachers are inundated with so many different roles, um, responsibilities. I forget often that like, a teacher is more than just an educator inside the school. They're oftentimes the security guard, a parent, a friend, um, you know, like a therapist. <laughs> and the one skill that every teacher we've spoken to over the last three years of, de of developing Startup League can agree on is that they truly want their students to be better off with those critical and creative mm -hmm. problem skills that are really intangible and really difficult to measure. And so we've created a platform that, that does exactly that. Perfect. So, and just three years of development, right? You, you Tell me a little bit about the, how have you financed your, your startup here? All right. So this is a <laughs> fun conversation that I don't get to have often. Um, so we raised a pre-seed round uh, through family and friends. I don't really share this with too many people, but I guess we're sharing it now with everybody. <laughs> I, um, after my first business, we sold, uh, we sold to one of our franchisors. Uh, I saw a small profit and took that money and I parlayed it into my next business, which was ProtoHack. Uh, ProtoHack, which we had sort of shared about in the bio, was an educational education company that, uh, you know, we were able to scale globally. And uh, I took the team from ProtoHack. Um, we had this new problem that we wanted to solve, you know, mm. beyond teaching innovation and entrepreneurship, we really wanted to solve this problem of um, a lack of problem solving skills <laughs> beginning in schools. Um, so we had uh, saw two profitable years with ProtoHack, took the revenue from that and uh, moved to New York as a team to join this incubator out of NYU, um, ran through all of the money because New York is incredibly expensive, <laughs> um, but then left with an MVP with some market research that we were uh, ready to really hit the floor running with. Uh, at that point, I raised a small round, uh, about $250,000 through family and friends. A lot of those family and friends were actually a part of my poker community. Um, so we talk about gaming, we talk about creative problem solving, we talk about about um, competitiveness in gaming and problem solving. Uh, this sort of becomes full circle when people learn that I also play poker um, in my spare time, what little spare time I have. <laughs> um, and over the course of the last year, um, my poker earnings have also bankrolled my startup. Interesting. And so raising any more capital, um, we feel comfortable enough with that as a resource. So I haven't taken a salary from the business in three years and uh, in place of that and to support the salaries that we do pay with our business is uh, a lot because of poker. And you know, Annie, it's not an uncommon story, right? There's a lot of people that have a long game and, uh, and are so passionate about their business that, um, and I've been in the same boat, right? Being they're asset rich, cash poor, or just purely, you know, going hungry in order to feed the, the tribe that's actually helping you build your business with right. the hopes of the long run. So I think that's a bit of an entrepreneurial common story. 
So uh, I'm glad to you on that. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. absolutely. So a little bit about, I mean, you talked about New York and being expensive and fraternizing off in this incubator, which is very exciting, uh, but you're living in Vancouver. Tell me a little bit about what it's like to do, to be a tech company in Vancouver. Oh, I love this part because uh, growing up, I never thought that I would live anywhere else except for Vancouver. I loved it so much. Uh, and then when I went to law school, uh, my eyes really opened up. I moved to Toronto in 2011 and was whoa, Vancouver is really tiny compared to <laughs> Toronto. And then when I went to New York, I was like, whoa, it is really <laughs> So definitely perspective. And like side note, I encourage every person in this world uh, to see the rest of the world before they make a decision about where they want to live forever. <laughs> um, but there's something that's really special about Vancouver that I cannot um, be more proud of. Uh, and that's the this familial sort of like a collegial um, experience within the community. Nowhere else in the world, uh, and I've been to San Francisco, to New York, to LA, involved in the startup scene because we were hosting uh, innovation challenges for those respective cities. Um, our every member, is every member so supportive? So we don't have a lot of capital in Vancouver for venture. You know, there's not a lot of tolerance for, not high tolerance for risk uh, when it comes to Vancouver's uh, investment scene, but everybody here uh, has access to the same resources and uh, really goes out of their way to share mm -hmm. with one another. Well, and that's a, a good segue into the question. If you could sort of name two or three key resources that you personally use, either for an existing tech company that could take advantage of those, or maybe even somebody considering doing business in Vancouver, um, you know, whether it's a professional group or an event or something, what, what would be your top tips? Oh, okay. So the first and foremost is a, a grant called the ISI grant. It's through New Ventures BC. Um, it's... It, Effectively, like I'm going to totally butcher this, but uh, you can get 50% of salary returned to you if you hire a university student. Um, so one of our, our head developer, his name is Shaiv, he's extraordinary. I, I don't know how we like lured him away from school, but he took a break from UBC. He's currently enrolled in his third year. Uh, and his entire salary has been subsidized by the government uh, because uh, he's dedicated to, to building something innovative with our team. So somewhere between like, you know, 15 and $30,000 was returned to us this last year. Um, in addition to that is the shred credits. Uh, so science research, uh, E stands for something, I don't know, development. <laughs> so when you're doing something innovative, uh, if you can prove that your team is building technology that um, is really pushing the envelope and discovering something new, um, like the government will also give you up to 55% back on whatever expenses, so like salaries and wages dedicated to that. So also we, uh, so we're saving tens of thousands of dollars annually that you know anywhere else in the world just wouldn't be possible. Wow. Yeah, fantastic. So to the Canadian government, um, but specifically to Vancouver, there's a community called Volition. They're a group of advisors and they host in like a monthly pitch night. And uh, I am a very outgoing, bubbly, like. I'm not nervous in group settings, <laughs> but uh, there's something really different about being in front of your peers and pitching, being in front of investors and pitching. And uh, they 
provide this free opportunity for startup founders from all stages to come get up on stage and uh, flex those, those muscles and <laughs> pitch. Uh, and they do it. Uh, I mean, they did it for a long time with no cost. So I highly encourage every entrepreneur, like if you're just coming up with an idea now or are ready to go and raise capital to go through a volition. Fantastic. Now a little bit of uh, any personally, as far as um, how do you, there's a lot of energy expended when you're, you know, managing staff and, and starting up a business and going for um, funding, right? Raising funds. How do you, how do you recharge? What's your personal, I guess, protocol or routine that, uh, that naturally recharges you? Yeah. You're asking me this at probably my most Zen um, <laughs> state I've ever been in in my life. Um, and I have so much to, to thank for that. Um, the first and foremost is um, a new practice that I've, uh, you know, committed myself to and that's conscious breathing. We makes me want to breathe. The first thing is me saying that tells whomever's listening to this, or you know, I, for you too, things like as I'm saying it, I'm thinking about my breath. Yes. And it's the one biological thing that we have control over that controls everything in us. You know, when we're anxious or stressed out, like our breath becomes shorter and more shallow, and you know, there's less less air going to our brains and to our muscles and so we're fatigued and uh, yeah I think being conscious about my breathing waking up each morning and doing something very simple so I highly suggest everybody do this you know um, is to take two three four five however many you want to do breaths where you're breathing in for as long as you can holding that breath for as long as you can and then breathing out for as long as you can and that's one breath so conscious breathing for sure, um, working out regularly, finding time to just like be outdoors. Uh, it's hard in Vancouver when it's raining all the time, but uh, there, th that just gives you no excuse to get out on a sunny day <laughs> or a clear day. And uh, practicing gratitude. So an exercise that I do with my entire team each day before we start any conversation is we talk about three things. The first is um, what are we willing to let go of? Something as silly as like, you know, I'm willing to let go of the, the bus driver that didn't wait for me. And the second is what I'm grateful for. Like, be silly. Like, you know, I'm so grateful that today the coffee shop had oat milk. And, uh, and then what I'm looking forward to. So it could be something really selfish too. Like, I'm really looking forward to this hot dog I'm about to eat. <laughs> uh, all to myself because my boyfriend's not around. Awesome. Well, and is there any, um, any particular mantra or saying either on a, you know, on a board on your room or on your computer that uh, definitely resonates with you personally? Oh, there's so many. Um, but I actually just saw this meme on uh, Instagram, uh, courtesy of Will Smith. <laughs> He's great, by the way. He I is great. We love Will. <laughs> yeah. We should get Willed up here to Vancouver, I think. Exactly. Yeah. I would walk, I would go and see him in person. Yeah. Um, uh, it was just like a photo of like two caricatures and then um, he's like, uh, hey, where did you get that? And then he's like, the other, the one, one character is asking, hey, where did you get that? And the other's holding onto this jar and says, um, you know, I created it myself. And on the jar, it says happiness. Oh. And I was like, man, like that's, that is ownership. And that is understanding that, you know what, it's not something that's easy or born into us, but like we have the control to, yes. to create that for ourselves. So yeah, that's, that's we, something. 
And you and I need a jar of happiness for those moments that we shared before, right? <laughs> no, I wish that to you when you need it and you can pass it back to me when I need it. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. I, this is like so unrelated to the conversation we're having now, but I, we had a, we've spoken before and like you are just such a blessing, Angie. I look forward to meeting in person. If you could leave our uh, listeners with one last piece of advice or something that they could take away and germinate, what, what can we, what would you like to leave with them? Um, oh, so for all of our entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, I just want to encourage you to continue to do the great work that you're doing. It's not easy, but I promise you it will be worth it because even if the outcome isn't what you expect it to be, the learning along the way is everything you need it to be. And I have this inkling in my my body, my mind, my, my soul, that uh, my thesis this entire time has always been right. And that is in the coming years, AI <laughs> is going to take over the world. And if we are not um, the critical thinking, the critically thinking, the creative solvers mm. that we are, and continue to have the entrepreneurial mindset that we have, uh, we don't stand a chance. And really, so what I'm saying is that uh, uh, humanity is in your hands. <laughs> wow, that's a huge statement. That's awesome. I love it. And after today, Annie, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Oh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter. It's okay. Annie Ngo, that's my full name, A-N-N-E-E-N-G-O. Um, or on Instagram, it's Annie plays Q up. So A-N-N-E-E-P-L-A-Y-S-Q-U-P. <laughs> Perfect. Well, and I look forward to seeing you in both of those spots after this and uh, hopefully in person in Vancouver very shortly. Uh, once again, Annie, thank you for joining us. We were so excited to have learned more about Startup League and, and supporting you in your uh, efforts and broadcasting across Canada, what amazing things you're doing. Thanks for taking the time today to listen to British Columbia's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes. Connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or at canadaspodcast.com. You can check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. I'm Angela Fay. See you next time.